Hello creatives, my name is Matias, known as that Matias Kid on Instagram, or just TMK for short. I want to welcome everyone to Dreaming in Red by Hearts Cove, where dreaming in red means dreaming with energy, passion, strength, courage, and creativity. We talk with creatives about the sacrifices they have made to reach their own success, while looking to inspire other creatives around the globe. Today I'm joined by Jared. Jared, if you would please let us know who you are, what you do, how old you are, things like that. Yeah, uh, so yeah, my name is Jared Scrother. Um, I'm 26 years old. I live in Joplin, Missouri, um, and I am a filmmaker, slash videographer, I guess. Slash cinematographer? Slash cinematographer, yeah. I, <laughs> it, yeah, I kind of wrestle with like that language of filmmaker versus videographer, um, but I like, I like to consider myself right. more of a filmmaker. But it's like, what really makes a difference in cinematographer versus videographer versus, you know, filmmaker? Mm -hmm. What What is the balance in between calling yourself one or the other, you know? Yeah. But it's also like the same thing with like photography. Like, I've always asked this to myself too. Like, what do you consider professional photographer? Like, yeah. how do you know when you're a professional photographer? Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an interesting balance. Um, you know, when I think like when I first started doing this, uh, it was just kind of like, oh, I'm a videographer. Like, I just make videos. Yeah. Or like, I show up. People hire me. People want a video made. They, you know, um, I show up with a camera, make the video. But then. When you, when you think filmmaker, it's like, oh, you make movies, you make films. And then when you think cinematographer, it's like, oh, you are just like a hired gun, you know, director of photography, shows up on set, has like makes the vision of the director happen, right. you know. Um, but I think like, I think you can kind of blend all of those together and just kind of pick the qualities of each one and like put, so like, for example, if I just show up to like a, a corporate shoot, if like a corporation organization hires me, and they want me to make a video. Well, that doesn't mean that I can't use filmmaking practices. It doesn't mean I can't use cinematography practices in that corporate video. And so it's kind of like a blend of all of them. Yes. And I think by calling myself like a filmmaker, it's like, oh, uh, like what I, I don't just make videos. Like I tell stories. Exactly. So yeah, yeah I, I like to that. I like to say I'm a filmmaker. Storyteller as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so many names for it. Well, yes. Today I'm joined by Jared, and I'm excited because it's another native out of Joplin. Um, just this last episode, we had uh, somebody from Texas. This will be episode number five, I believe. So glad to have another Joplin native. He is also on the creative team for Hearts Cove. So very excited to be talking to the first person on, on the team. Um, how was your background growing up? And you want to tell us like when you decided you wanted to start, you know, t making videos and you know getting into that realm? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, so. I, I'm, I live in Joplin now. I'm not a native Joplin. Uh, I'm from, originally I'm from Des Moines, Iowa. Um, okay. And so kind of growing up there. Um, and then I, I moved out to, I moved to Joplin in 2016 uh, to go to school. Uh, and I went to school at Ozark Christian College here in Joplin and had a majored in sort of just kind of like creative arts ministry, mm -hmm. uh, you know, working, working for the church in terms of like, oh, you know, using my creative talents, my skills, like in, in the setting of, of a church. And I work at a church now uh, full time. Right. Um, as kind of just like a, a, the media director. Um, but I first picked up uh, a camera. I, have, I really have no background in filmmaking and videography and photography. Uh, it wasn't until 2020 I actually picked up a camera uh, for the first time. Right. Uh, and... I started just making videos during the pandemic for a church that I worked at at the time. Um, and I was like, oh, I actually really love doing this. You know, I love kind of this, um, 
this, I love being behind the camera. I love, you know, kind of being able to craft, um, you know, these videos from scratch, being able to create video content. Uh, and I was like, I really like doing this. And so I just kind of explored it more. Um, I've always loved movies, documentaries, you know, growing up, but I've always kind of been intrigued with like the aspect of making those things, but I never really knew what that meant. Yeah, yeah. So when I, when I kind of picked up the camera for the first time, started making, you know, some video content for, for a church, I was like, oh, I, I really love doing this. Um, and then it just kind of evolved from there. I was like, well, okay, I'm doing this for a church, but also like, I don't want to just do this for churches. Like I want to do this for, uh, like I, w I want this to be like my own thing. I want this to be what I do creatively. And so I found in 2021, uh, I founded Blank Productions, um, which is an independent film production company located here in Joplin. Mm -hmm. uh, and I founded that, I started that because I kind of saw this, niche that wasn't being filled in the area. There's a lot of videographers, a lot of content creators kind of in this area, but there wasn't anybody that I really saw that was like making short films, making documentaries, like really trying to make video content that told like good stories, right? right you know, right. and and so I was like, that's, that's a niche that I didn't really see. That's a niche that I kind of thought I could you know, try and fill. That was the kind of content I loved creating, you know, like working in the church, doing this. It's a lot of capturing people's stories. It's a lot of going out into the community and like finding stories and just telling stories. And so I was like, I, I love, that's kind of like the whole, that's like what I love to do. Like I, if you were to ask me like, oh, what do you love to create the most? It's like documentaries. Like yeah. I love documentary filmmaking um, and short, you know, and short films. And so that's kind of why I started blank is I was just like, I feel like there is a niche that could be filled in this area. And I feel like it's something that I could provide. And so right. just kind of been rolling with that ever since. And, and I know you've spoken to me prior about uh, blank. Do you want to tell the audience kind of why that name? I know there's a, there's a reason mm, why it's yeah. called blank. Yeah. I'm, man, I'm proud of this. That was, I was like, for so long, I was like, when I, when I realized I wanted to do this, I was like, what do I want to call this thing? And I wrestled with it for so long, came up with a lot of bad names. And finally, <laughs> I was like, it just hit me one day. It was like Blank Productions. Uh, and the logo is just, you know, the word blank in two parentheses. Yeah. And so the whole idea is like, it's blank for your story. So it's like the whole kind of the, the hashtag I use all the time is hashtag your story here. Yes. Because like I left it blank for you. Like I left this production, I left this story blank so that it could be filled by yours. Exactly. Um, so I'm yeah I'm pretty proud of that like that I was, I was like oh man that's really cool no yeah I love um, that and so yeah that's kind of that's what I rolled with I love the simplicity of it I love just kind of what it stands for and I love kind of this gathering of just oh yeah hash, you know hashtag your your story here it's like this is the, your story is something that we want to tell it's what we want to fill the space with right um, and so that was that was the idea behind the name and you said you started that in 2020. 2021. 2021 yeah shortly after uh i moved to joplin um in 2021 is when i is when i founded it uh like kind of late summer 2021 so right. it hasn't even i haven't even really been doing it for two years yet um, so outside of that you've been doing um things like music videos mm -hmm. and you know things in that sort how has been how what do you think you like about you know being able to be not only just in the church but be, being able to use it for your own creative purposes um, as far as like music videos and creating other things that aren't documentaries how do you think that that pushes you or like strives you to you know are you know are you eager to like do more things do creative things to try maybe things that you haven't tried before yeah I mean absolutely like I said with really not having any background in this uh, it's all kind of just been like one giant learning experience of like you know learning 
you know, proper cinematography techniques, learning proper storytelling techniques, um, like learning how to put together films, like in the whole pre-production to, you know, production to post-production. So uh, I love doing things that aren't necessarily, um, like, I, like I, I love being able to pick up a camera and shoot a music video because it, it shows me different ways to, you know, like get shots. Because yeah. obviously like the way I shoot a music video is probably different than the way I shoot an interview or the way I shoot a documentary. Right, and right. so it's doing each kind of one of those different things, it definitely allows me to kind of test myself and push myself in like different ways, um, you know, to, for example, to frame things or to light things or to um, like try to tell the story without like, abruptly telling the story you right. know so it just kind of all pushes me to really get creative and like really right. kind of experiment with um different ways and then I, and then i can take those things and like apply them to different projects so it's like oh I, I might shoot something a certain way in a music video and then i find myself actually shooting something maybe in a documentary the same kind of way exactly yeah. and so it's like there's a lot of this cross sort of you know referencing between what i learned doing different projects that i think is really cool but doing each individual project definitely is like a learning ground for me and kind of just, yeah, it's just a way to practice, just a way to like right. not be scared of trying new things and just to see how it looks. And if it looks bad, you know not to do it again. But you also might like find something that's like, oh, this looks really cool. Like I'm going to try to do this, yeah. you know, for other projects that are completely different and right. you get a really unique sort of feel for that. So on that topic, um, what, what would you say is like, some of the biggest or most important things that you've learned just within this time that you've uh, started Blank or been doing videography as a whole, what are some of the like most important things that you think you've learned or picked up on? Yeah, um, definitely like a lot of the technical stuff. You know, I think it all starts there. Like I said, with having no background in it, it just kind of started with like, I have an eye for how I want things to look. And then I just kind of have to like practice and, you know, a lot of trial and error to get it to look like that. Um, so... You know, yeah, just a lot of the technical stuff, like how do can like how does a video camera or a cinema camera work? How does you know lighting different things work? How do you get good sound? You know, how, like so it's all just kind of definitely a lot of the technical stuff. Exactly. Um, but also like how to tell stories, I think, is like the big thing. Like it's like okay, well, if I have an idea for a story, how do I chase that? and like kind of bring it to completion. Mm -hmm. um, like that's a, like bringing stories out of people or like bringing stories out of places or events or circumstances, uh, it's pretty challenging yeah, because yeah. like, you know, not, like not a lot of, not, I mean, I guess I'm mostly speaking from like a documentary standpoint where I like m might find an interesting person, mm -hmm. but just because they're an interesting person doesn't mean they want a documentary made about them. Right. So it's like, how do I convince them that like, no, you like, actually this is really cool. Like your story is really cool. You're a really cool person, and I want to make this thing about you, um, or if it's a place, or you know. And so, that definitely, I think, is that's what I'm, I'm, and I'm still learning how to do that. Like, I'm still terrified to just like walk up to people and be like, "Hey, I think you're really interesting. Can we like maybe make something?" Yeah. I, I know you don't know me, and I know I don't really <laughs> know you, but like, I think this would be really cool. Right. So I think like that's something I'm still pretty terrified of, and I'm still learning how to do. Um, cause I'm not like a very in your face type of person, yeah. but that's like what a lot of documentary filmmaking is, is like, you can't be afraid to get in people's faces and, and exactly. like put a camera where most people aren't going to put a camera. Right. 
Um, and so I'm definitely learning how to do that a little bit more and try to step out my comfort out of my comfort zone when it comes to that. It's a lot different than like filming a short film or like making something that has a lot of pre-production involved where like you're hiring actors, you have a script, you know, you do these things where like everybody shows up on set and they're prepared to do it. Uh, documentary filmmaking isn't like that at all. You know, it's very yeah. much, it's very much just kind of off the cuff. Um, and so like trying to make sure that there's a story there and that you're following the story when there is no script, when there is no, you know, pre-written dialogue, when there is no actors, that's hard. That can be really tricky. Yeah, and I think that's where the, your creativeness really shows and is really able to portray itself because like you said, there's nothing already written down to follow or, or instructions that you need to be doing. It's kind of just like, I want to tell your story and the other person is trusting you to tell their story in a way that, you know, is the way that they would want it portrayed. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I've really, I've only made one documentary so far, um, but I mean, even like even when it just comes to filming interviews with people, it's kind of the same thing, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like this is like I had I, I shot an interview just a couple of days ago for the church, and like the guy had such a cool story, but he was so like reluctant, like, well, why do you want to tell my story? Like, why, you know, like why why do you like why? Right. Like they always ask that, like, why do you want to tell my story? And so just like convincing them that like, no, like it, it's cool. I think it needs to be shared. Like that's something, um, that's like, that's something very unique, I think, to, to this sort of filmmaking. And I think on that, on that note right there, it's very important to mention that a lot of people in the creative uh, field or maybe not even in the creative field, just doing their own thing, um, don't really realize how much impact they could have on someone or how much like their story is actually valuable to someone else. Um, and it happens a lot that I know in the creative field because I know a lot of people that like maybe inspire me and they don't really even know that they inspire me. And so like, like you said, when someone asks you like why, like, you know, it's because their story has something that you feel like is worth sharing with, mm -hmm. with other people. And just like this whole podcast, I feel like everybody that I bring on this podcast is, has something about them that is worth sharing with the world so that maybe we can inspire someone else. Maybe someone else can, you know, step out of their comfort zone and do whatever it is that they like to do. And so, yeah, that's very important that you mentioned that because, like I said, doing things and, and just kind of being yourself and being creative with it and having someone notice that and want to, you know, interview you or talk to you about it is very important because, like I said, most of the time we don't even realize how much we're doing or how much that, you know, our work may affect someone else. So, yeah, very important. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, something that you maybe have or something that you enjoy just doing on your free time other than videography, like is there anything that you do? Um, outside of this creative world? I mean, I just love like to consume things, you know, mm -hmm. like watch movies. Uh, like right now I'm reading a book that is just, the whole book is just interviews with like documentary filmmakers and like their process. Right. So like, I think just, I, I definitely like ever since doing this, I've kind of, I fell in love with not just like the creation of it, but just like, I kind of have like a newfound perspective on like movies, on films, on documentaries on music like basically you know anything visual anything that's visual that tells a story I definitely have like a different perspective on and so I always love like studying those things mm -hmm. watching those things you know trying to pick up and it, it, it's interesting because like you could argue that well even that is like still kind of doing what you do creatively yeah. but I mean it's hard to get out of that like yeah. when you love doing it like you you're always going to want to kind of surround yourself with it right um I understand that 100% because yeah. even on my free time, what I do is like, like you mentioned, I like watching a lot of music videos and yeah. just the way that people color, color grade their music mm -hmm. videos is enough to inspire me to, you know, oh, I want to do a photo shoot that's within this color theory here or, you know, anything that I, anything that I watch that's like a movie or something on Netflix that could inspire me to do a photo shoot based on that. So, and it's even like, you're not even trying really to, 
you know, just uh, be there, but like it's there because you're just automatically watching something or it's something yeah. that sparks your interest as a creative that kind of just brings it to, to the top of your head. Yeah, I, I definitely notice things now when I watch movies exactly. that like I've never noticed before. I'm like, oh, that was, you know, that was lit in an interesting way or like, oh, that, you know, and so it's, you just notice these things yeah. and you, you, you can't get out of your head. And I think mm-hmm. there's something cool about that because it means that you do love what you do. Oh, 100%. Um, and, you know, you're always trying to learn and try and, you know, you're looking at other things to say, okay, well, how can I make my stuff better? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love, I love, I'm not like, so I've always loved movies and things, but like definitely now I, I have a newfound sort of like perspective on, on content when I, when right. I see it. And I, and I, yeah, I mean like, you know, I, every weekend my wife and I watch movies, like that's just what we do on the yeah. weekend. So it's like, we just, I just, I love, you know, doing that. Is your wife like into the into the creative field at all? Yeah, she's no? a writer. Yeah. Uh, she writes. She's a poet. She writes poetry, and she uh, is. She currently just for the past like six months or so has been really into pottery, doing ceramics. Yeah. She actually sells stuff at Zinc, oh, okay. uh, and yeah. at the Spiva Art Center, the museum yeah. there. So, uh, yeah, she she loves doing. That's kind of like the thing that she's doing now. That's really cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, is there anything that you would can think of at the top of your head that is like, this is the proudest moment of my life thus far? Maybe a, t- a point in time where you felt like, you know, that I've done something that I'm proud of. I mean, I think starting blank for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it was kind of this. Oh, I'm starting. I like, I'm creating this thing that I hope you know, kind of one day evolves into, um, into more of like a yeah, like. I'm like I'm known in this area for like making these things. Like mm-hmm. if people want a documentary made, if people want a short film made, if they have an idea, if they have a script written, you know, and they're like looking for a, a production company to make it. It's like I, I eventually want to get to the point where it's like I'm the person that they call to do that. Exactly. Um, and so, I, but even you know, even before there, just kind of in this process that I'm, you know, this stage that blank is in right now, where it's still kind of coming up off the ground, still, you know, still just. I mean, you know how it goes trying to, you know, mm-hmm. starting something and just kind of cultivating it and like into yeah. something. Uh, we're definitely still in like the, the beginning phases, um, but I'm still very proud of it. You know, I'm still, I still like, I still sometimes just go to my website and like, I just look at it. I'm like, oh, look mm-hmm. at this thing I made, you know? Exactly. Uh, and it's really cool. Yeah, it is a good feeling when you're able to look at something or whether it be a project or anything at all and you're able to look at it and just admire it and see that mm-hmm. you've done that, like yeah. you've accomplished it and now it's all about like building it up and getting it to the point where you want it to be. Like you said, you want to be able to be that filmmaker in the area that people like immediately go to. Like this is the one we need to go to. Um, is there any is there any times in your life where you have maybe felt like very discouraged or like anything that you've experienced that may be discouraging to other creatives that you know you could maybe give advice on? Yeah, dude. I mean, honestly, after there's just been, there's been so many times where like I pull all the footage on my computer you know when I'm done making something and I just like look at it and I'm like this is bad Mm -hmm. you know like this is this isn't like what am I doing this isn't good uh or it's like you know the way when I go to color grade something it's like oh this isn't doing what I thought it was going to do and Mm -hmm. like this isn't looking like what I envisioned it to look like yeah um it happens so much um it's just kind of like I feel like that's the curse of creatives. You know, it's just like, oh, we love what we do, but then we see what we do and we hate it for a little while. So when when you're in those processes and you see that happening, like, what is your way out of it? Like, how do you find yourself uh, convincing yourself that it's okay or that it will be fine? I think just kind of letting go of the expectations of what I hoped and thought it would be and just look and see what it is now. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe this isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. 
but let me look at it as what it is currently. What it, what is it now? And like, then what can I, like maybe how can I kind of go back to the original thing with it or like even make something new? Something that's like, when right. I get done with it, there's been a lot of projects that I've done like that where it's like, oh, I, I finished the project and I'm like, oh, this is nowhere close to what I thought this was or the plan I had for it, but it's better, but exactly. it's so much better. Yeah. And so I think just like sticking to what you've made you know, follow, like, just follow the process. Just, like, you know, it's it's a wild ride, and it's going to be bumpy, and you're probably going to hate a lot of stuff that you do. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, just keep fleshing it out, you know, mm-hmm. keep working on it, keep making it into something. And then when you see the final result, like, you're probably going to love it, you know, right. at the end of the day. And maybe you don't, but that's and that's okay, too. Um, but I think I, I've, I str- I've struggled said, with this. Uh, go ahead. I noticed you said um, that, something about keep doing it repetition earlier yeah. on in the podcast. I want to mention that and bring it back to that for a quick second here, mm-hmm. because I think that a lot of people don't realize that, you know, there's a time and you just, you're not on, you're not going to be at the top within like one week. So like, you know, realizing that practice makes perfect is actually like, I know it's used quite a bit, but like, that's honestly how it is in the creative field. It's yeah. like, you're not going to learn unless you go through the steps of doing it and doing it wrong so that you can pick up new things and learn what you did wrong. And so, yeah, what you said earlier about that just really stuck out because, like, actually doing it over and over and over again. And, you know, maybe, like you said, you may not like it, but, like, you go into the next project with a different mindset that you did this wrong, and so mm-hmm. I won't do it again this time. Yeah, um, exactly. And that's very important when you're in a creative field just to be able to know that you just got to keep doing it. You got to keep trying at whatever it is that you're doing. And if it's not good the first time, you try it again until, you know, you find something that you like. Um, and that's something that you can't learn in any, like, university or any, like, or YouTube or anything. That's just something that you just kind of have to do as you go. And that's kind of how I learned as well, just with photography is just, you know, I did things and I didn't like it. Maybe it looked awful in my eyes. And so I went out the next time and I just tried to not do the same thing I did prior and just kind of do something different to experience new things or try new things. And eventually you get to a point where you, you're, you're happy where you are, but you still have this feeling that every time you go out, you're going to learn something new, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, that's the case with anything that you do. You know, it's like practice is the worst part of it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, you just want to, you just want the, you just want to be good at it. You yes. just want to start out and you want to be the best or you want to, you know, you want to make great things, but that's not like very rarely does that happen. Exactly. You know? that, that's with everything. Right. I had somebody on the first episode, uh, Val from on the first episode of this podcast gave me a quote that I'm like still thinking about to this day. She's like, everybody has a different time uh, timeline, and so you may see somebody on Instagram with 100k followers that you look up to, and you're just wishing you were there. You're wishing you could be like that, um, and you're just you just want it like immediately. But like what she said really resembled to me because like I think everyone does have a different timeline. Like you may grow faster than someone else around you, or someone else around you may grow faster than you, and it's about being able to realize that. Um, you know, not everybody has to be at the top at the same time. And, you you know, so everybody's process is different. Everybody learns differently and everybody grows differently. And so just everybody coming to terms with that, knowing that time is very different for everyone and how even like so many things can be brought into that, like where you live could be a factor or what you're doing, the kind of work you're doing and what others are doing around you could be a factor. And there's so many things that could factor into why you're not at the point that you want to be just yet. And just realizing that and understanding that is very important so that when you grow and you keep growing, you know that it's okay to be, you know, working at a slow rate or slower than others around you kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely think that that's, you know, that's something that just has stuck to me and I've not been able to get that out of my head because I think that what I do, even the photography that I make, I think it's very different than what other people do around me and I'm still, like, just growing slowly. 
Um, but I'm not in a rush, you know. I'm not in a rush to be somewhere to, you know, get somewhere before a certain time point. You know, I'm kind of just doing things as I go and kind of creating. And I've always done things just because I love creating. And so a lot of times when people get mixed up with, you know, loving create, loving to create and then just creating to grow is like a very different thing. And so I've, I've just been enjoying it. And it's kind of a thing that I want to talk to you about today is like, why do you do what you do and kind of, you know, look to inspire other people with what you do. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything on this on this topic? Is there anything that you do that you feel like you have any projects or that you you things that you've done that you feel like you may have rushed and you've been like, okay, this is not, you know, it's not what I need to do, but I did it because I wanted to get it out. I wanted to push it, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, probably, I mean, probably that first documentary, like the documentary that I have made in Iowa Heritage Farm, um, mm -hmm. like that was the first one that I've made. That, that was just like, I want to try making a documentary. Uh, and, you know, I, I follow a lot of content creators, uh, you know, a lot of filmmakers and, it takes them, I mean, like, you know, months, sometimes years to, like, make mm -hmm. their films. And I had my documentary from, like, the conception of the idea to, like, done, completed on the Internet, like, in less than a month. Wow. And so it was, yeah. like, and I, and I think I just get excited, you know. It's yeah. just, like, like you have, you have this thing that you want to make and you want to see it. Uh, like, you just want to see the final thing. And so, like, you're, you just kind of... You might not spend as much time as you right. should, you know. Um, granted, I still think it turned out really. I think it turned out fine. I think it. Oh, turned, yeah, I yeah. think it. I think it turned out to be what it needed to be. Um, and I think sometimes. And I think I just kind of work fast anyway. Mm -hmm. Like I've I've been told that just by people is like, oh, you just you get projects done really quick. But I I do want to start pushing myself to kind of like, hey, if there's like maybe, like I I have an idea for a script for a short film right now, which I I'm not really a script writer screenplay mm -hmm. writer but i, I that's something i kind of want to challenge myself to do a little bit yeah uh and so i have i have an idea um and i kind of and i wanted with this one i do want to try and take my time mm -hmm. like i'm like okay well maybe you know maybe i should spend a couple months just in the pre-production phase yes and then you know maybe a few months in the production phase and then however long it takes in the post-production phase um Instead of just trying to do like all of it in like a month and be like, yeah, it's done. Here it mm -hmm. is. Um, yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I rush things quite a bit. And that's not always a bad thing, but I do think that there, like, there is something to the fact that like it takes years for movies to be exactly. made. You know? And I think there's a beauty in like, and I think that's what makes the difference between someone who is still has a lot to learn to someone who knows that their work is good and they're willing to sit on it for as long as it mm -hmm. takes until it's like perfect to them because even I like like I like you said it, you just get excited you want to yeah. release whatever it is that you're making and you want p the world to see it mm -hmm. and kind of just like give you you know the satisfaction of putting it out um, but I think like I said that's what makes the difference in between people that I've been doing it for so long to know like it's okay to sit on this for yeah. like a couple of years even until yeah. it's finally to the perfection that I want it to be. Yeah, that's definitely something I want to I want to push myself more to do. I mean, obviously there's projects, you know, hired project stuff where it's like, oh, they, there is a deadline, mm -hmm. like it has to be done by this time. But for a lot of the more, you know, filmmaking sort of things that I want to do, it I think it you know, like there it's okay to like even spend a few months like put it on Kickstarter, put it on, you know what I mean, and like really right. kind of like get it backed, like really, you know, kind of, get, you know, gain support for it and like really, 
you don't have to just like have an idea in your head, go out and make it by yourself and then publish it in two weeks. It's like sometimes you can take the time to like really flesh out a project, really flesh out the idea, really like make it something that people want to get behind, uh, really want to support. And, you know, in the end, I think it'll be a better project because of that. And so I do, I do want to push myself a little bit more and like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to spend some time on things. Yeah. Um, so on that note, uh, I have two more questions for you, and these are kind of similar to what we we're just now talking about. Question number one, and you can answer them as we go. Question mm-hmm. number one is, what is something that you would tell yourself, um, your younger self, from maybe you know elementary school or whenever you first started, you know, kind of getting into this field? What is something that you would tell yourself now, after everything you've been through, after what you've accomplished? What is what are some words that you would say to your younger self to kind of put, tell them to, that it's going to be okay? Yeah. Um... I would just say it's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I mean, you're, you're going to face, you know, there, you're going to face like just a lot of doubt, whether, you know, that's yourself or other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to face a lot of like, oh, am I, like, is what I, is what I'm doing like really meaningful? Mm-hmm. Like, is it impactful? Uh, am I good at it? Right. And like, you're always going to, you know, you're always going to kind of face and struggle with those things. And so, yeah, just, it's going to be okay. Like, just, just find something you love to do do it learn like learn how to do it well because i also think if you're just always if you're not learning and you're just always bad at something like you're never going to enjoy it yeah you know like the some of the part of the joy does come from you know at least being decent at something mm-hmm. and so i think yeah just to, you know put in the time to at least get decent at it put in the time to learn um that's very important because i, I know a lot of photographers and people that have wanted to start photography that for that same reason is the reason they no longer do it because yeah. they didn't put in the time to actually get decent at it, to mm-hmm. get better at it. Um, and it's that, you know, it's that thing where people just want it to be like, okay, I want to be good at this immediately, you know, yeah. and it's not, it takes time to grow into something. It takes time to even know how to use your camera, let alone like actually be good at it. So, yeah. And I think on that note too, like, I think that's what, that's why I feel so passionate about what I do now is like, obviously I'm not the best. I, mm-hmm. I'm still learning a lot. Um, but it's something, this is like the, the, when it comes to doing creative things, I've done, I've tried a lot of different creative things. This is like the one thing that I've really felt like, oh, this is my thing. Exactly. Yes. And so I, I think, I, so I, you know, I think creative, like your creativity kind of comes in phases, comes in waves. Like if you're a creative person, you see someone paint a picture and you're like, I want to paint a picture. Mm-hmm. You see someone like write a book. I want to write a book. You see someone make a movie. I want to write a movie. Yeah. Because like you just have this creative brain. You want to do creative things. And so I think when people do that, when they're when they pick up a camera, when they you know pick up a paintbrush, and they're not good at it, and they quit, I think that might be like their consciousness, their inner self saying, "Hey, this isn't your thing," and, yeah. that's, and that's okay. Right. But like I think like when you actually decide to pursue something, when you decide to learn how to be good at something, I think that's your inner consciousness saying, "This is your thing." Like you love this, you love this enough to learn how to get better, you love this enough to pursue it. Uh, and so like, this is like, this is your thing. This is your creative thing. And so I think that that's kind of what I found with this right. and which I've, I've never felt this way before about anything creatively I've done. So, uh, that's, I think that's something that too, that excites me. That's, that's great advice to anybody listening actually, because a lot of people are going through that right now mm-hmm. as they listen and not, not being able to know, like, am I doing something correctly or am I doing this because I love it? Or am I doing this because this is what I want to do? And so, yeah, like you said, just being able to when you feel it, that, that you want to keep learning, that you're willing to put in more time, that's how you know, like, this is what I think I'm going to be good at. Yeah, know? yeah. And um, it's just, just all, yeah, come back, like, come back to it. You know what I mean? Exactly. If, you, if you keep coming back to it, chances are that's for a reason. Exactly. Know?
All right, final question, and I, this is the question I ask everybody before we end. Um, dreaming in red obviously means dreaming with intent and passion. That's what the color red stands for in Hearts Cove and Dreaming in Red podcast. I want to know what are some of the dreams that you have for this year, 2023, on your own, personal, or just creatively that you want to accomplish this year, if you're willing to share those with us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I definitely just, I just want to make more, like make more content, whether that's more films, more documentaries, more music videos. I just like, I just want to make more things, you know, Mm -hmm. like last year, I didn't make a ton of stuff Um, the year before, like it's. I just, I always, like, every year that goes by, I either want to be making, like, more small things or, like, few large, like, big projects, you know. And so, I don't know, like, this year I kind of told myself I want to, I want to make more documentaries this year. I want to try to tell more stories this year. Mm -hmm. So, I think, yeah, maybe making a couple larger documentaries, you know, that that span the whole length of the year. Right. Or even just one big one that spans the whole length of the year. Or, you know, just a lot more smaller projects than than what I've done previously so I think I just want to make more stuff yeah I've got I've got yeah. ideas that I want to try and make happen sweet so. yeah no and like everybody in Hearts Cove is all together pushing to you know encourage you to do whatever it is that you want to do this year and we're looking that you're able to do that and accomplish the goals that you have for yourself um, again I just want to thank you for the time and for allowing us to kind of interview you and talk with you and be on this podcast um, for those listening what is your social media so people can check you out yeah uh, Instagram uh, blank underscore or no, sorry, underscore blank productions, uh, website blank dash productions.com, uh, Facebook just blank productions. Yeah. Awesome. And so. yeah, Jared will be our videographer for Dreaming in Red and for just anything Hearts Cove. So you guys will probably be seeing a lot more of him coming in this next few months with any other projects that we have. Again, thank you, Jared, for stopping in and letting us talk with you for a little bit, uh, for allowing us to be here. And Yeah, that's it for this podcast episode. If you guys enjoyed it, guys, please make sure to leave a rating on the podcast. Uh, Like I said last episode, I don't request five-star rating because if it's not a five-star show, I don't want you to lie to us and say it is. There you go. So give us a real review. If you think it's a three-star show, give us that. We want to improve. That's part of improving. So uh, I'm never going to request for a five-star if it's not a (laughs) five-star. So whatever you guys think is fair, drop a review. uh, Leave a star rating in the Spotify, and that would be great. Check us out on YouTube as well. Um, this one is the first episode actually that is fully video on YouTube. So we'll be trying to get a lot more of these coming out. So thank you guys for listening. Jared, any last words? Uh, no, yeah, just thanks. I'm excited to be doing stuff with Hearts Cove now. Uh, I'm excited to see what we can make, what we can create, what we can do together. So yeah, this is a great first step. Sweet. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Sweet. There we go. Awesome, man.